Welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast, your go-to source for all things e-commerce. Whether you're an experienced e-commerce entrepreneur or just starting out, this podcast is here to help you navigate the rapidly changing world of e-commerce and build a successful online business. Join your host, me, Trevor Fenner, as I share my expertise and insights into the world of e-commerce. With over a decade of experience building and running successful e-commerce businesses, I have a wealth of knowledge to share on topics ranging from product selection and sourcing to marketing and scaling. Each episode features interviews with industry experts, entrepreneurs, and e-commerce thought leaders, as well as practical tips and advice for growing your own e-commerce business. Whether you're looking to start a new business or take your existing business to the next level, the e-commerce paradise podcast is your ultimate guide to e-commerce success. So sit back, grab a pen and paper, and get ready to learn everything you need to know to build a thriving e-commerce business. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? Welcome to the e-commerce paradise podcast. Today's topic is about mindset and motivation for success in entrepreneurship. So there's a lot of things that you should think about. And uh, in order to succeed in entrepreneurship, you really need to be able to bring all your thoughts together and put them into a simple plan for success. And that's the only way to succeed, because if you try to overcomplicate things and overthink stuff, um, oftentimes you'll get lost or confused or you'll just kind of like not take action. Okay, so um, let's talk about mindset first. We'll talk about mindset challenges after that, some motivation stuff, creating a, a positive mindset and a motivation plan, and then we'll wrap up the video after that. Okay, so what is a growth mindset and how does it apply to entrepreneurship? Growth just basically means going from one place to another while getting a little bit bigger, right? Um, usually in business, that means having more revenue or having more clients or having more customers. Whatever it means for your business, that's what growth is all about. And having a mindset for growth is really important because if you want to grow, then you're gonna have to be able to accept that it has more responsibilities, it's gonna have some challenges, and uh, you're gonna have to take on more work, usually, okay? So um, some people, what happens with their business is they start to grow, and then they don't have any way to kind of like make life easier for themselves. In fact, life gets a lot harder because you end up doing all the work yourself, and um, you maybe aren't like outsourcing or anything yet. And um, it's probably because you do it really good, and you don't want to take the risk of somebody else not doing it as good as you, which is totally understandable. But um, your business, in order to grow it, you have to have a, a mindset for growth, which means you're going to have to understand that um, the way businesses grow is by um, taking on more clients and customers and then allowing your business to be run by other people that are as smart or smarter than you. And uh, you have to kind of give up the reins of your business in order to do that. So um, make sure that while you're doing your business, you're figuring out the best way to do it, number one. Okay, and then you're taking notes and making notes on the processes that you do. And then number three, you're creating a system for that. So you would take um, like an, a new client comes into your business or a new customer and becomes a new customer. And then you have a process for that and what happens then. And then it moves to the next thing. And the system of moving it from step one to step two is basically a communication system. And you can have that automated through software or you can have it done manually from VA to VA or you just do it all yourself um, from one step to another. And usually that's what it is in the beginning is you're doing it all yourself, right? But um, in order to grow and to have lots of customers, like let's say you have one client every day or something like that, or one new client a week in the beginning of your business or one new client every month, right? Um, depending on what kind of business you have. <clears throat> So in the beginning, it's easy to manage, right? But over time, if you want to grow, it's going to be harder and harder to manage. So you really have to think about ways to begin to streamline processes, hire people to take over each specific uh, task or process, and then be able to make it so that they have a system so that when something gets done and goes on to the next step, that it's easily automated. 
and that actually happens. And then one person notifies the next, one person notifies the next. You can kind of think about it like an assembly line. Um, when cars were first invented, Ford was the first one to create an assembly line, right? And that was a huge thing because before that, they would just do all everything on one car and it would be kind of a mess. But when he created the assembly line, it really revolutionized everything and it made it so that it could build way more cars and um, you could easily duplicate your existing product to many different customers. So you got to think of your business like that and have a mindset for creating an assembly line in your business. Uh, sometimes businesses are so complicated that you know you don't really want to do that but especially for online retail businesses and especially for high ticket dropshipping every single step of this process in this business can be somewhat automated and at least outsourced uh, and you know you can give it up to an internal team to manage things but you really should always be managing stuff and keeping track of stuff and kind of being on top of things and and knowing what's happening from day to day because otherwise you know things could get completely disorganized or lost or people might not know what to do and it really depends on who you're outsourcing to and who you have on your team and how you train them if you train them really good then the communication can be really good and if things will happen well but if you don't train them well enough then they might not understand something they might be too shy to tell you that and then things go wrong and then we don't really know why and you just kind of have to take responsibility for that okay <clears throat> some things that go along with this stuff are resilience creativity you know, adaptability. It's really important to be able to have these types of things in your business because without them, you're probably not going to go very far very fast. Um, thing about startups is that they're always changing pace and always changing like what actually is working versus what's not working. So you might find something that works in the very beginning, but then, you know, later on you realize, oh, it's not really working that well. I need to change. And so being flexible and being adaptable um, and being creative uh, it's really going to help a lot, okay? So make sure that you think that way. And you understand that a lean startup, the whole point of it is that you can adapt quickly and you can make changes quickly to your business. So let's just put it in like simple, plain terms. If, uh, like for instance, with high-ticket dropshipping, e-commerce uh, retailing, basically, uh, if you have a supplier that you brought on board, a certain brand, and uh, you onboarded it, right? And you're running ads and you're getting a ton of traffic to this one product page or this one, you know, brand or whatever, and you're just not getting any sales um, for that, you know? but you're paying for a lot of traffic. You gotta figure out why, like what's going on? Are they just not selling? Or is it something where it's like a, a market mismatch? Like maybe the target market that is going to your website isn't the target market that's actually gonna buy these products. Um, you know, something's wrong with the product, something's wrong with maybe with just with your page, with your with the website, you know, and you got to compare your page to the other websites and stuff and improve. Um, after a while, you kind of have to make a tough decision. If if that brand is not going to produce any sales, but it's just going to take ad spend, it's probably better just to remove it from your website completely or just remove it from your paid advertising completely. Um, it really just depends. So, yeah, you got to make tough decisions sometimes, but you've got to just be adaptive adaptable like you got to be able to adapt to whatever situation comes your way eventually with your business the goal is to find those suppliers that sell really well and you really want to stick with those suppliers and grow with those suppliers because the suppliers make or break your business in high ticket drop shipping okay so always keep that in mind and know that you're having a good supplier relationship is always going to make your business succeed okay so try to have a really good relationship with your suppliers Let's move on to the next one. Um, some common mindset challenges that entrepreneurs face. Uh, there's things like self-doubt, fear of failure, and imposter syndrome that really push us back a lot. And I, it happens to me all the time. So let's just say, like, um, let's put it for an example, a launch, a product launch. Maybe uh, you're launching a new product, or maybe you're launching a new supplier on your website, or maybe you're launching, a, you know, something else. Maybe you're doing a course like me, uh, and you want to do a launch on that. 
Uh, maybe it's a software or something like that. There's tons of things you can launch. In fact, launches are good for everything. Um, you know, even new products and new suppliers on your website, you can kind of go through a PR campaign and a launch for every single one. Uh, but what's going to hold you back from that, from doing it, you know, perfectly is that, you know, you may have uh, a fear of failure or kind of an imposter syndrome, like because you're not actually making the product and there's other bigger retailers than you <clears throat> saying certain things like we're the biggest retailer, we're the best retailer, or we're the number one online retailer, things like that. Um, people say it all the time, but it may or may not actually be true. You know, there may be better retailers than you. Um, that's a subjective thing. You know, um, you got to have some confidence and you got to just look past that and look beyond yourself. What I usually do is I try to think always number one in the mind of the consumer. And so like, what are they looking for and what do they really want? And how can I provide something that um, you know, matches their needs and solves their problems? That's the first thing. The next thing is I try to look outside myself and I think if I were a consultant on my business, what would I consult myself and tell myself to do? And that really helps me to like take action properly instead of just sitting around thinking, oh, is it going to work? Is it going to work? I don't know. It might not, blah, blah, blah. And then you're sort of just holding yourself from taking action because you're afraid of failure, which is so silly because it's not even real. Um, it's just your own mind telling you that you need to protect yourself um, and, uh, and not get hurt. It's basically what it is. I mean, it's an instinctual thing that comes from our you know, evolution over you know, that hundreds of thousands of years as humans um, you know, from evolving in the wild. And it's just something we don't need anymore. Um, and you know, in the today's world, it's like there's nothing bad that's going to happen to you if you go to launch a product and nothing sells. The worst thing that can happen is you lose a little bit of money in that. But you'll learn a good lesson either way. So having a really good mindset about it is going to help you push through those kind of like mental blocks and mental barriers and actually to take action on what you really should be doing every single day in your business. So what I usually do is I write, you know, every single day I write down the most important things that are going to push my business forward. You know, there's some things that are urgent I have to take care of and I do that. But what are the biggest moving blocks? What are the things that are going to pad my checking account? You know, what are the things that are going to basically, um, you know, make my business grow faster and now? And I try to take a look at that. It's like, okay, if that list is just basically um, trying to streamline what my team is working on, or maybe it's, you know, um, trying to research and find out what are these really good suppliers and if we're not getting approved with them why not and how can we get approved with them that kind of thing um, those are the kind of things that are really going to push your business forward right and it's getting these really big suppliers that your competitors have and then selling those products too and doing a better job at selling them than your competitors are uh, you know, I take a look and I, I consult on some businesses that are doing high ticket drop shipping and some of them, the only, you know, they make tons of sales, but most of their sales come from like a select few suppliers that they have. And that's just how it goes. You know, like the, some of these brands sell a ton of products, but um, most of the sales are going to a select few retailers that they have and they just don't bring on any new retailers. So new retailers are kind of stuck bringing on all the suppliers that are cool with anybody because um, they don't make as many sales and they want to get more sales. And then you kind of got to prove yourself a little bit and then you got to go out of your way to communicate with these suppliers a bit more about your strategy and you got to keep following up. And that's really how you're going to get these big suppliers is you're just going to keep following up and even go out of your way to maybe go meet them in person at their, you know, at their location, at their warehouse or whatever, or maybe at a trade show. It's a really good way to meet these people. And I've gotten some really good suppliers that way that don't sign any new dealers up too. It's just go straight to a trade show, meet them in person, introduce yourself and have a good conversation with them. Uh, that's one of the best ways. So. But you have to be resilient. You've got to um, be adaptable. You've got to be able to just face those challenges, um, get over your self-doubt, 
you know, get over the fear of failure and, you know, any imposter syndrome that you possibly have where you think that, you know, you're trying to be someone that you're not or something like that. None of that matters and nobody really cares. Um, what they care about is seeing you, you know, and actually succeeding. Okay. So just focus on that and you can do it. Okay. You, you're, you're capable of a lot more than you probably think you are. So just push yourself a little bit harder um, to get out of your box, your comfort zone, and just get out there and do it. Okay. Run that product launch make that video, you know, start that podcast, whatever it happens to be that's going to drive your business forward. Just do it and fail forward, you know, and, and just make, make mistakes and then learn from them. It's okay to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody falls down. Just get back up again and keep going. Okay. Um, let's move on to the next one. Some motivational uh, tips and stuff like that. Um, one really good thing is setting really clear goals. So, um, goal setting is important because if you don't know what you're doing this for, you're probably not going to have a whole lot to look forward to every day. Okay. Having a goal in mind, like, you know, especially with project based work is like, you know, finish the project, hit the milestone and then boom, you can reward yourself. So however you want to reward yourself, but make a reward at the end of it. Um, like for instance, I just finished up some big projects, um, wrapped up some stuff and uh, you know, I'm getting some sales now in the new store, which is really good. I'm excited. So I'm planning an island trip this weekend, um, a trip to the island. It's going to be fun, go with friends and, um, you know, party and have a good time on the beach and just be in complete vacation mode for a couple of days. Maybe go scuba diving and snorkeling. I don't know. Bali's got some really cool stuff out here. So, um, that's just one example. Maybe you want to buy yourself a new car or something like that, or you want to get a new house or you want to, you know, go on a trip somewhere to Europe. I don't know. You have, you can make your own goals and make, set your own milestones and, um, and basically just map it out. Like, what exactly do you want, you know? Um, and you got to kind of figure out, like, what are those milestones exactly? Is it going to be a work-based milestone or a, you know, actual, like, a performance-based milestone? Because the work-based milestones are a little bit easier to achieve because you know exactly how to get them. But uh, performance-based milestones are difficult because it's somewhat out of your control, right? It's like you can't control whether people are actually going to buy something from you or not. Um, but the one thing you can do is put out the work that you know is going to eventually bring leads to your business that will result in sales, right? For me with selling courses and services for clients, um, doing these videos and podcast episodes is definitely going to result in leads and leads eventually result in sales and sales result in referrals, which lead to more sales. So you just have to, um, just keep doing it, you know, and get over self doubt and just, you, you know, that you're not going to be perfect. Um, and just, just do it, you know, um, run that launch, you know, you know, call that supplier, whatever it is that you're afraid of doing, you have to do it. And once you do it, you'll realize it's not actually that bad. Okay. The last thing I'd like to talk about is kind of, um, the importance of regularly reassessing and adjusting and also, um, you know, just continual action taking. So if you, if you ever like do a project and then you kind of look back at it, you'll realize that um, you maybe could have done some things better. And this is really good. Um, I do this a lot with skateboarding actually, is I film myself skating and I kind of watch the footage back. You got to reassess your performance, right? And you, you can kind of get a better understanding of why you aren't um, like in skateboarding, why I'm not landing the tricks that I try or in business, why you're not getting tons of clients from all your efforts is it, you can go back and reassess stuff, especially when you're not getting those results you want, right? Um, you know, just take notes and see what you did and what the results were. And whenever you have something that works, you can kind of like try to duplicate that. And whenever you have something that doesn't work, you can kind of think, okay, well, that's not the right way. Uh, that's okay. Let's try to, you know, adjust a little bit here and adjust a little bit there. And you look at it from that point, that's kind of what professionals do. And you'll become a more, a better professional and better e-commerce professional, better professional and, you know, athletics or whatever, you know, you want to do. 
So reassessing is really important. Um, just kind of look back and, um, you know, sometimes you got to step back a little bit to look at the bigger picture and uh, you can get an idea of what you're doing, a better idea that way. And, um, and just try to look at, especially in business, from a consumer's mindset, what they really want, what they need. That's the most important thing you can do. Um, you know, and last but not least, just uh, be fearless, guys. It's just business. It's not a big deal, you know. Um, building stuff that people want and need, uh, just, uh, you know, the best thing you can do is train yourself, continually training yourself. Uh, watch videos and take courses, read books. Uh, marketing is one of the best subjects to learn. So if you want to do anything online, learn about marketing and uh, sales as well. So marketing and sales kind of go hand in hand. Marketing is kind of how you get leads and then sales is how you close those leads and get customers uh, and get referrals and stuff like that. So marketing and sales are the two most important things you should learn. And uh, there's tons of resources available. I mean, I myself started by going to college and learning those things. I didn't really teach that much in high school. Um, I took like an economics class, some other baseline stuff, but I never learned marketing and sales until it was college years. And um, I listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of uh, YouTube videos, I read a lot of books. And so that was the best thing. And once you have that kind of foundation of knowledge and understanding of how to find the right product market fit, then you can really grow your business and really drive forward. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely uh, subscribe and tell your friends about it too. Appreciate it. Um, sharing this episode and uh, thank you so much and uh, definitely go check out the website ecommerceparadise.com I have a free niches list for high ticket dropshipping at ecommerceparadise.com slash niches and I'll see you guys out there thanks for tuning in to the ecommerce paradise podcast I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the world of e-commerce if you're looking to start a high ticket dropshipping business and need help finding the right niche I have a great free resource for you visit ecommerceparadise.com slash niches to get our free niches list and mini course for high ticket dropshipping. In this course, you'll learn how to research and choose a profitable niche for your e-commerce business, as well as tips and strategies for success. Don't miss this opportunity to get started on your high ticket dropshipping journey. And if you found today's episode helpful, please consider leaving me a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve the show and reach more e-commerce entrepreneurs just like you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time on the e-commerce paradise podcast.